you are the one who who truly can change your life you can first impact your own life and by being in a better place emotionally mentally and physically you're going to be able to help others to feel better but you do need to know that you as an adult, you are the only one who can take responsibility for your own actions, for your own choices. The baseline of everything is really self-acceptance and self-love. And once you nail that down, just look, look parts of your life that you feel you can improve. Always have a vision to the better future. Always create a future that you can get excited about and to just keep bringing to the front of your mind what brings you joy today what can get get you excited how can you serve the world around you and how you can actually look after yourself it's the health in the real world podcast it's time to start the show with chris janky as your host here to give you everything that you need when it comes to fitness strategies we keep it simple and easy it's your roadmap to get healthy you don't need equipment and you don't need a gym just the right strategies to get you fit and trim hello and welcome to health in the real world i'm chris jenke and i'm joined today by adriana thomas Gorin. Adriana is a PT and we're going to chat with you a little bit. Thank you for joining us, Adriana. Thanks, Chris, for having me. Absolutely. Give us a, a, a little bit more of a background um, about who you are and, and kind of what you're doing. Okay, so basically, I have been a fitness professional. I, I probably say I've been in fitness since the age of 18, but I've been in sport my whole entire life. I have been kind of as I just mentioned before our conversation before this chat that actually I started living my the things that I preach only four years ago and I'm going to say fitness health and nutrition or eating has been kind of my lifelong struggle and so yeah only four years ago I actually kind of I was able can you hear this sound yes I got you I can hear you oh okay okay and so Basically, I kind of, oh, are you there? Sorry, I've just kind of lost you for a second. So basically, I kind of um, also got qualified uh, as a nutritionist four years ago. And that really kind of has opened eyes for me about the kind of nutrition and about the relationship with food. And uh, kind of ever since then, that kind of my life really kind of started to have, have sense. And uh, now I'm actually just working and helping clients to, to overcome emotional eating, kind of your dieting, to understand why they're struggling with food, why they're struggling with the motivation, not sticking to kind of healthy habits that kind of everyone is preaching that they need to do. And to kind of really more kind of to find peace kind of with themselves, with their behavior, and also to stop kind of that guilt and shame around their eating choices and uh, also exercise routines. Nice. Yeah. Guilt and shame, I think are two of the worst emotions that you can feel, especially around eating. So what, so you were, you were an athlete since you were young and then what, what changed four years ago? What got you to the point where you said, you know, I better start taking this seriously. Well, I'm just going to say my mental health. So 
my mental health kind of was kind of going downhill since I've kind of had kids from 2013 and kind of that transition from you know taking care of myself and actually suddenly my body changing twice and gaining over 30 kilos in both of my pregnancies kind of have really I'd say shocked me it really affected my self-esteem confidence kind of what my body was going through and I feel like I couldn't adjust myself to you know being someone who was fit strong healthy to someone who's completely lost track of of everything I'd say my emotional health mental health physical health and in 2018 so I've got qualified as a nutritionist but also I've had my burnout or breakdown at that time I was calling it a breakdown and in that moment I it was kind of more I felt my brain just stopped working I just went completely numb silent and I've stopped working I've quit everything that I was doing and then I kind of really dedicated the next six months to to really get myself back on track and that was actually it was a funny thing. It was the moment when I started training jujitsu, Brazilian jujitsu. And that was the first time that I've actually had the experience of what the struggle was when you had like literally when you were, I even forgot now, just that kind of when you were, you know, sparring with other, with other, let's say men who are like, you know, twice the size of me and sitting on my chest. And I've seen that actually as a mental health, you know, like while I was feeling, I was struggling kind of in jujitsu, kind of, you just need to find a way out. So, and anyway, kind of while we were training and I was just thinking, okay, I just need to find a way out. I just need to have a new skill, how to overcome all of that. And, uh, and literally ever since that moment, everything kind of started really opening up for me, new insights, new routines. Yeah. So wow, that's powerful. Jiu-jitsu is such a cool discipline. We, my son did it for a few years and the, the teacher would always say that every, every fight devolves into a wrestling match on the ground. And so if you can do jujitsu and you can like manipulate their arms and like get them up, you know, and yeah. escape from almost anything. So that's, that's awesome. And then just like you said, you have like metaphorically, you have this guy sitting on your chest, you have all that stress, sitting on you right and just like I just got to get out that's yeah awesome so that was a couple of years ago so now you're you're helping other people with their nutrition and their fitness specifically what do you recommend to people and I know this is different depending on the person but what's kind of like the first couple steps that you take with somebody trying to figure out you know what direction to go well I I, I always kind of have any approach kind of what I've kind of had with myself and that's really to look within rather than because everybody's like saying my eating is out of control my life is out of control and I'm just like okay we just kind of need to slow down with kind of with everything and let's see what's going on underneath and kind of it's more it's basically more about mindset about themselves about life about their experiences what things they carry on on their heart kind of and and also for example how they talk to themselves when nobody's nobody's around how do they feel with their life and you know circumstances and so kind of and then when everything kind of starts to have sense for them and I'm going to say when you kind of look within then you actually see that let's say eating behaviors or certain behaviors that people are not proud of they're just kind of symptoms or side effects 
And so I always, so for example, I feel like my coaching is more for people to discover how they feel, what, how they think. And yeah, and it kind of things kind of slowly start to shift for everyone because it's, as I said, if you are looking your, let's say, eating struggles, they are, that's what most people look kind of at the surface, but actually start looking more into the way they think, the way things that they believe in. And yeah, so it's kind of more looking deeper rather than kind of just looking at the surface. Right, right. Looking at the surface would be something like, uh, oh, this is what you're supposed to eat, or this is what's healthy. This is your macronutrient breakdown. But, you know, you can know everything, but it doesn't mean you're going to follow it, right? So you're sort of getting into those deeper subconscious beliefs, the patterns that people that people hold and, and getting them to follow, or maybe not follow anything, but maybe more like they're, they're getting more in touch with their own emotions as they're eating and things like that yeah exactly so um, that was actually an interesting thing I spoke with one of my clients who really struggles with emotional eating and and what I always like to kind of bring is for people to really sit down with themselves and really discover what food gives them that kind of let's say real life doesn't so or for example what meaning of food people no what meaning people attach to food so and then one of my clients so I basically kind of we just kind of uh, she just sat down and I said can you just take a piece of paper and I said okay can you just write in kind of one column just dot down things how how do you feel when you're thinking about food kind of all those emotions experiences so kind of she just said, sat down and she said I don't know and and kind of what it caught me it's that sometimes people are so doing things automatically that they can't even they can't even kind of think what they think or feel when they're kind of going that process of in a certain way of eating anyway so she kind of wrote it all down so for example she feels comfort she feels excited she's also she feels stressed before kind of she kind of thinks about eating so anyway so she wrote the list and I said okay can you now write me the list of things that you actually can do when you feel all those emotions that doesn't include eating and she literally just came to three things which basically you know going out with my friends or going to an exercise and I think she said that something like going to bed and that actually showed that her way of let's say when she searches comfort pleasure joy excitement she is only having food as kind of a solution or a coping strategy and few other things that she actually doesn't practice. So it's, I feel like as well, just widening the, uh, widening the idea, not, not the idea, giving people actually solutions to kind of more coping strategies than what they're currently doing. So for example, if you're experiencing sadness, you actually can, you don't have to just go to food. You can, you can actually do many other things that actually make you feel better while you feel sad. Right. So, right. so you're looking at the eating as more of like the superficial layer as a coping strategy for something deeper. You're saying, let's just swap out the coping strategies instead. You know, there, there's obviously some emotion that we want to deal with instead of food. 
what else are we going to do? And so you, you mentioned that one of your clients, she could go hang out with her friends, she could go to sleep, or she could exercise, right? Those are, those are the three that she came up with. Yeah. I, I would imagine it would be probably pretty similar for everyone, but there are probably a lot of differences as far as what is a healthy coping strategy versus a, an unhealthy coping strategy, right? Yeah, absolutely. So for example, I, I think I'm going to kind of just use myself as an example. So, I mean, I've had kind of self-destructive behaviors for my whole entire life until kind of I started going more into therapy for my mental health for, you know, personal coaching to kind of get myself into a better place. And, and I can literally just say things that I do on a daily basis that kind of really help me with all, all those emotions. It's, for example, it's meditation, getting outside, journaling, dotting things out for me to kind of understand what is actually going on obviously calling a friend or helping someone cold showers exercise walking with the dog so it's kind of and i and i just think it's the more the more idea we have what we can do in in, let's say in the moments of distress or when we're feeling negative especially negative emotions the more we will see that we've got a choice. But I feel like most people feel so stuck that they just feel I have no choice and just automatically thinks, okay, the only thing that's going to make me feel better is food or eating or, you know, those self-destructive behaviors that kind of just developed as, you know, how life kind of got them to that place. But knowing, to coming to a place where you know that you actually, you have a choice, things just start to just feel a bit different. Yeah, I think that's a great first step and just knowing that you have a choice. And I, once you get to that point though, where you're, you're sort of like feeling that emptiness or that hole where the only thing that can fill me up is some food and it's gonna be bad food. I think it's, I don't necessarily think it's too late at that point, but I do think we can sort of pre-frame or like, think about it in advance, right? Like you said, maybe sitting down with a pen and paper and thinking of every single thing we can do. When we do get to that point, maybe it's a long day at work, maybe it's the kids are stressing us out, traffic, whatever it is, and, and have a list of, you know, like a menu, right? Like instead of this deep fried, whatever it is, maybe I can go over here to my menu and choose what I want to do. Oh, I want to go hike in the woods or something or you know, whatever it is that's more nurturing for us, right? Yeah, so I feel like it's, now when you mentioned that, it's, uh, I feel it's the main key is actually self-awareness. Yes. Kind of um, the level of self-awareness where you actually can be present. So rather than rushing through life and through each day, trying to literally, you know, like a hamster on a hamster wheel, right? but to actually slow down and to really connect with yourself and kind of okay what's going on now especially like all those this is an interesting i feel like i don't know if they call it an english analogy but it's when you're driving a car and when you start having all those let's say yellow lights or red lights what yeah. people do they pull over and they check and they may probably call someone and call service and they're going to get the car checked out and fixed but we don't see like we us as humans we don't see stress or anxiety or depression or kind of all those emotions we don't see as anything we just carry on we don't do anything about it so for me what I've learned every time I started feeling triggered or stressed out or I feel my heart 
heart uh, start beating faster or I actually start feeling a little bit out of control, I know that that's the time for me to slow down. And that's just right. say, oh. oh, yeah, sorry, go ahead. And yeah, you're just going off your analogy of the, uh, the lights on the car, right? I think we've gotten to the point where everybody thinks that it's just normal to drive around with all these lights flashing on your car. And it's like, isn't everybody doing this? When in reality, like you said, the, your lights, you're low on fuel, go to the gas station. Or it says oil change or whatever. And, and we would do that for our cars because it's not normal to drive around with all these lights flashing and telling us that we need maintenance and everything. And you're right, same thing with our bodies. Right? Maybe you need more sleep. Maybe you need more exercise. Maybe you need more healthy food, more water, whatever that is. Yeah. I think you're approaching it from, from the right angle because overeating or eating unhealthy food is, it really is, it's a symptom of something else that's going on, right? Absolutely. I'd like just to mention because when you said like healthy and unhealthy, kind of unhealthy eating, and that just got me remembering. So what I work with my clients is to, to stop labeling food, to really remove any labels, any judgment, any kind of self-criticism. So for example, I've had a client today and then she said to me, I've lost weight, but I was, in, I, I was eating unhealthy food. And I said, why do you think that was unhealthy? And it's just that idea that we're all we're all having that desire to be healthy but it's what healthy is it's the balance and I know so it's the balance of everything it's not just food it's your relationships it's how you sleep it's how you feel in your life it's work-life balance so all of that kind of contributes or like exercise and the kind of uh, you know mental and physical health so you know, let's say healthy nutrition isn't going to make you feel healthy if you don't do any of all the all other things that are going to contribute to your health. Okay. So, so yeah, kind of when it comes to, let's say, healthy eating, I always say I like to empower people to make uh, food choices that they want to eat and for them to own it, to say, I've chosen to eat pizza today and I feel good about it because that was my choice. It served me the purpose. And, you know, it's kind of listening to your body. Okay, when it's enough, because you're again, like back to the signals, your body will tell you when, had, when it had enough. And just notice, like allow yourself that freedom to, to actually feel good about your choices and see where it takes you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. I think... Uh... I, yeah, I often take my kids over to get pizza and things like that, that may not be considered health food, but I, and some days I won't eat it. And some days, but I agree with you, you need to own your choices. So if you do decide to eat pizza or let's see what other, I don't know, deep fried hot dogs, or I don't know, but it, it is, it's a choice and it's going to affect your body for sure. Like your body won't function as optimally as if you're eating vegetables and some salmon or something like that. But again, I think that guilt, that shame is the worst thing you can feel. Like eat it, own it, figure out, you know, what you're going to do next time or even not even what you're going to do next time, but just like, all right, I feel good with myself and I'm taking one step at a time yeah exactly i always i always say 
But just think about how much that guilt and shame that you feel after you've eaten food, it really has a negative impact on your mental health. Totally. Not kind of mental health, but let's say on the state of your mind. And obviously our thoughts affect our emotions. So you, you kind of get filled up with all those bad emotions. And if you just think about, if you just ate it, you left it there, you just moved on in with the day, you've made that choice anyway, you ate it. And it's just, yeah, just for people to really kind of let go. Yeah. And, and I think what, what really makes it unhealthy is how you feel about it afterwards. And, and again, yeah. like, obviously there is objectivity, like, uh, again, I don't want to tell people that like, it, it, it's okay to drink a soda versus this. But again, it's like, you, like you said, you already drank it, you already ate it. That guilt is not going to help you. Let's get more constructive. Okay, maybe what was I feeling when I ate it? And how can I, like you said, cope better with that? I want to give you a chance to go really big picture now. Like, zoom way out. Oh, it's getting windy. So I want to give you a chance. You're going to give a motivational speech, let's say at like a graduation ceremony. And you're going to talk to these young adults about how they can get the most out of their lives. What is your motivational speech for them? Oh, God, you really took me on the spot here. <laughs> I just um, okay. I'm just going to say you've got, okay, you are the one who, who truly can change your life. You can first impact your own life and by being in a better place emotionally, mentally and physically, you're going to be able to help others to feel better. But you do need to know that you as an adult, you are the only one who can take responsibility for your own actions, for your own choices. So make sure that you inform yourself really well before you make any decisions. And, and I am for, for lifelong education, learning, trying to kind of to figure stuff out, but also Oh God, it's like, you really too, you really call me now, Chris. Um, <laughs> but I feel, I feel, okay, I feel for everything, the kind of the baseline of everything is really self-acceptance and self-love. And once you nail that down, just look, look parts of your life that you feel you can improve. Always have a vision to the better future. Always create a future that you can get excited about, create the version of better, kind of create a better version of you that you're trying to be every day. You're like, I'm enjoying over there. Yeah, so it's, I, I you know, like what you said, the motivation, I'm not, I don't, I don't believe anymore in motivation. I believe in bigger purpose, kind of purpose beyond um, kind of that motivation, something that you can really get. I feel like we all kind of need to create something that excites us every day. 
So when you wake up, that you really look forward to, to your day. And to kind of just keep bringing to the front of your mind, what brings you joy today? What can get, get you excited? How can you serve the world around you? And how you can actually look after yourself. That was awesome to watch. You just kind of dropped into that motivational speech right there at the end. <laughs> Boom, <laughs> victory. Goodness. <laughs> how, do, how do people get in touch with you? What's your website, social media, so they can reach out? So my social media, it's uh, basically everywhere on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. It's just uh, Adriana Thomas Gorin. So with a monkey at, um, at, in front, at Adriana Thomas Gorin. But also they can find me on uh, www.adriana, so A-D-R-I-J-A-N-A.co.uk. That's my website. And yeah, they can find me there. Perfect. Adriana Thomas Gorin, thank you so much for joining me today. Again, this is Chris Janke, Health in the Real World. Thanks again for joining me. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Health in the Real World show. Make sure to like and subscribe and comment down below. Visit mycorebalance.com to learn more.